welcome to a calm version of the Gonzo da Moe News Broom Anime Podcast. Because my neighbors have been throwing a party for what feels like a day straight, I decided to embrace the noise and add some of my own. So for the next 30 minutes, the news will be emphasized by the sounds of soothing piano and city sounds that I've EQ'd to sound like they're coming through a window. I wanted to do something calm and positive as I reflected on my week off. I'm going back to work tomorrow and I'm not looking forward to it because the next two weeks will no doubt be some of the most stressful of the last seven months. We are wrapping up a TV show and it's a very big episode and we don't have a lot of time to finish it. So I expect every day to be 14 hours or longer. I also work on Saturday, so I'm not not thrilled about that. But something I am thrilled of is that I got a week off. It happened very much on accident. One of our actors tested positive for coronavirus, and I had to quarantine because I was close to this actor while they were on set. If I'm being honest, I exaggerated during the survey about just how close I was because I wanted some time off. Well, it turns out that it was a false positive. And so I could have gone back on Thursday and just didn't want to. So instead, I spent this time taking care of things that I've been meaning to take care of since I moved into my apartment in March, such as hanging my guitars and buying a rug, as well as little organizational things and installing new lights. I also watched a lot of anime. Two shows that I've been meaning to watch for over a decade, Housing Ultimate and Tiger and Bunny. Helsing Ultimate is something that I can recommend with qualifications. It is one of the most beautiful, but simultaneously most disgusting things that I've seen in a long time. It's ten episodes long, with each episode being between 45 minutes and one hour, and it adapts the entire Helsing manga. Now, if you've only seen the 13-episode Helsing TV series, there's a lot that's going to surprise you. The original television series only covered maybe the first two or three volumes of the manga. They didn't get to the Nazi part. (laughs) And that's what's so fascinating, looking back on anime fandom in the early 2000s is how popular Helsing was and I wonder 
how many of us had actually read the manga and got to the Nazi part? Uh, because it's most of the it's most of the story. And while they're unequivocally the bad guys, they definitely go out of their way to make them look cool. Um, so that's a thing to be aware of if you're going to watch that one. Um, but it's such a fascinating and like just gross <laughs> over the top series that I it's really surprising that it was made uh, because it, it was made over like six or seven years one or two episodes a year and that's why I eventually forgot about it because uh, I remember when the first Helsing Ultimate was released it was just a really rushed like recap of the first uh, the TV series and uh, they slow the pace down moving forward but you know by the time the episodes had come out I'd forgotten that they existed and, and so this is my first time watching it all the way through and it, it's it was interesting watching a show like this where every episode was about an hour long and then going back to a normal anime which is usually like 23 minutes and so as I was watching Tiger and Bunny I found myself wondering if I accidentally hit the next chapter button when the credits came on. That's another series that I'd been meaning to watch for a long time, and I think it has a lot to do with how it was handled when it was licensed in the United States. Viz had announced the license, I'm not sure, probably at a convention, and... Many people thought that it would end up on television, on Adult Swim, or I don't think Toonami was around anymore, but overwhelmingly, it, it felt like a good fit, and so I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I don't think it ever made it to Adult Swim. It's possible that it happened later on, but... I waited so long for Viz to do something with Tiger and Bunny that by the time it came out on home video, I had forgotten about it. And so this is really my first time watching it outside of seeing a few episodes on Neon Alley. And I, I, I really do enjoy it. And, and I, you know, it's too bad I didn't watch it back when it came out. Because uh, I think uh, it would have been really exciting to be watching that week to week with everybody. It's very proto My Hero Academia. It, it predates My Hero by a couple years. And while you know I'll never be able to prove it unless there's some interview, it it almost feels like uh, what is the Hirokoshi Hirokoshi? I'm I'm not. 100% on his name but it almost feels like he saw this and thought I can do that but better which in some ways it's not wrong um, I look forward to finishing the show I'm about two thirds of the way in 
and uh, I, I, I don't know what direction it's going in. It, it's, it had some plot lines early on that it seems to have forgotten about, so hopefully they pick those back up. Um, otherwise, I read, I've been reading manga during my break. I, I started reading Rosante Mont, which was a manga that Daryl Surratt reviewed on an early episode of Anime World Order. It's about a 30-something-year-old guy who's just at the bottom of, you know, he's not, not doing very well, and he spends his life savings to buy a computer and a virtual reality game where he can have a virtual girlfriend. It is uh, very dark, and I'm, I'm almost certain I've read the first volume before because it's a lot... A lot of the chapters, uh, like, I recognize them, um, but I, I guess I just don't remember. I must have read it, like, ten, ten years ago. Uh, I'm, I'm almost certain that I haven't finished the manga, and I think at the point that I'm at now is further than I'd ever read before uh, because it's, it's getting to parts that I'm not able to predict what's happening anymore. But I also started reading Dead Dead... Demon de- de- Destruction, I-, I think is what it's called. Uh, it's an Inio Asano manga, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. It's a little hard to follow, and I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel about certain elements. It takes place a few years after an alien invasion except the aliens seem pretty apathetic and aren't really doing a ton of invading and their spaceship is just hanging over Japan and everybody's just going about their daily life like nothing's happening and it it, it kind of feels like what we're doing now with you know the coronavirus pandemic where for a lot of people they didn't really change their day-to-day and uh, you know as evidenced by the people partying next door for 24 hours you know a lot of people just want life to go back to normal and uh, don't really care about the repercussions so uh, I, I haven't been as attentive to this one because it just it's it's an interesting story, but it, it hasn't really grabbed me. And there, there was a weird plot line near the end of the first volume where one of the, I think, high school age is, is what I get the vibe. I think they're like seniors in high school. And uh, there's a fairly uncomfortable scene with one of, uh, one of the girls and their teacher. And uh, I don't know if it's trying to glorify or condemn this behavior, but... Yeah, I had to put the manga down. It was a bit much. So, with that, let's get into the news for the week. One interesting piece of news that really caught me off guard was... I was browsing right stuff, and... Just on a whim, I searched Welcome to the NHK. 
Maybe I, I wanted to see if the DVD was still in stock. I'm not sure because I, I have the book, I have the manga, I have the DVD. I have no reason to search for that on right stuff. But I was curious, you know, maybe just see if they have any back stock or whatever. And the novel, which has been out of print for a very long time, was listed as in stock. I thought, that's strange, that must be a glitch. But it wasn't just listed as in stock, it was listed as currently being on sale. And so I posted to Twitter with a screenshot of this. I tagged right stuff and I made a joke about how there must be a glitch. There's no way they found like a secret stash in their warehouse. And, and right stuff replied and said, don't question a miracle, just be happy that it's happening. And I, I, I didn't want to test to see if it was in stock because I already have two copies of the novel and I didn't want to deprive anybody from having one. But it's now listed as out of stock and as a top seller. And so if anybody listening tried to buy a copy, let me know if it shows up or what happened after you bought it. Because it's... It, it seems, because the new series was announced, it makes sense that there would be a reprinting, but the listing on Right Stuff's site was for the original print, uh, the first edition print. And it also, it's, it'd be curious to, you know, like, would Tokyo Pop still have the license? And even, you know, just how how soon it's been since that announcement happened. It, it doesn't seem like that would have been enough time to organize another printing and, and get it sent out to the Right Stuff Warehouse. So it's, it's very, very, very interesting. I'm keeping an eye on it. Hopefully, hopefully the new sequel series, it, it's... I, I hope that it brings a resurgence in popularity for the writer because I've never been able to read his other books because I don't speak Japanese, and I would love to. I'd love to read Naked of Happy Chainsaw Edge, the, uh, the film I like a lot. The next piece of news is also about something selling very well. Tokyo Revengers, an anime that's currently streaming on Crunchyroll and Verve, has been doing very well for manga sales. Sales have jumped 670% since the anime started airing, which is wild to me. I definitely have been tempted to read the manga, but I'm having so much fun watching the show that I don't want to spoil it for myself. I will say that it's a, it's a little difficult to watch it because there's something wrong with my Apple TV in that it tells me that Verve is not working, even though I know that it is. Well, I guess it isn't. It tells me that the internet's not connected, but every other app works. And if I uninstall Verve and reinstall it, it, it does let me play episodes, but that's a lot to do for every single thing I want to watch. 
but uh, definitely check out Tokyo Revengers if you haven't already. It's similar-ish to Erased in that the main character is trying to go back in time to fix something uh, terrible that happened, and there's some some back and forth uh, going back and forth through time. It's it's very it's it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I, I the the when I read the plot description, it sounded like an isekai because it's like a guy gets hit by a train and wakes up in another world. Except he doesn't. He wakes up twelve years earlier. It's it, I don't know. Just you should you should probably watch it. Something else that you maybe you should probably watch Kanichi the Mightiest Disciple it is returning to Funimation's website the entire series it should already be up by the time you hear this podcast this was a series that Funimation had previously released on home video and it's it's very weird uh, I watched maybe the first 20 episodes and I remember liking it a lot and I think the only reason I didn't continue is because I was waiting for the next DVD to come out. This was in a time before everything was streaming easily and uh, then they let their license expire and I, I believe Discotech is releasing an HD version soon um but uh, if anybody wants to watch it streaming, they now have that option available to them. The same thing is happening to Kakaishi, but that's being added to Crunchyroll. I don't know anything about Kakaishi, so we're going to move on. Crunchyroll is also adding a bunch of episodes of One Piece to Europe. It's something that I forget about a lot being in the United States is that not everybody is getting the same version of Crunchyroll that I get. And it's something that I think a lot of people forget when we get into conversations about internet piracy and, and you know, watching anime um, through download sites as opposed to streaming it through legal means. And I think this is a good example of, of why... You know, some of the people that are the most vocal anti-piracy uh, are kind of wrong <laughs> with how uh, militant they are in, in calling fans uh, ungrateful and whatnot. Uh, One Piece, one of the most popular anime, period, is now just on Thursday, last Thursday, I believe. Uh, people in Europe can now watch up to uh, episode 746. You know, like, it's wild to me that they didn't already have it. Uh, and this is for the United Kingdom, Ireland, Portugal, <laughs> Nordic countries, Fran and French, and probably France is what that means, uh, German, Russian, Italian. Oh, I see what it's saying. French, German, Russian, Italian, and Spanish-speaking Europe. It's very specific. Apparently, they only had up to episodes 325, but that was only 
as of February 2020, at least if, if I'm understanding this article uh, correctly. And so I, I, I wonder, like, what Crunchyroll is like in other countries? Do you just log in and only get Naruto? Unbelievable. Uh, it does say... I think it, it, it does read like they were able to watch the latest episodes, at least. I don't know. Get it together, Crunchyroll. Speaking of Crunchyroll not getting it together, I have a list of like 20 titles that are being removed from the service. Uh, Classroom Crisis, Daybreak Illusion, Durarara, both season one and season two, High School Fleet, I've Always Liked You, Occult Academy, Read or Die the TV, Silver Spoon, Samurai Flamenco, The Moment You Fall in Love, Vivid Red Operations, World Conquest Plot, and Wagnaria Seasons 1, 2, and 3. It's a lot of anime that is no longer on Crunchyroll. And I wonder if because of the Sony and Crunchyroll merger pending, if they're letting these expire under that label so they can renegotiate a contract that covers all of their, um, what do you call it, services. Uh, Because some of these titles are currently on Funimation, and so it wouldn't make sense for them to have two separate contracts for the same show. At least that's, I assume. Like, Samurai Flamenco could be on both services, but why would that be? You know, that could be one contract that covers both. I'm, I'm not really sure how this is being handled, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if many of these return uh, at a later date. Especially considering they're revisiting older titles like Kenichi and, and Kakaishi. Mamoru Hosoda has a new film called Bell. I believe we've talked about it on here before. It is opening in Japan on July 16th. Uh, no word on an international release yet, but historically Mamoru Hosoda's films have, uh, at least they've come out in the United States. This is an interesting... The summary is, is interesting. I guess when I saw Bell... My immediate thought was Beauty and the Beast. And uh, it, from the plot summary, I don't think it has anything to do with that. It's about a high school girl who starts uh, being a singer in an online RPG and gets very popular. And then she hangs out with a dragon. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Maybe the dragon is hurting her, but it's certainly a movie that's coming out on July 16th, and that that is something that cannot be refuted. Comixology. Comixology and Kodansha Comics are releasing the rest of Drops of God. Uh, This is a manga that I did not know had 44 volumes. That's out of this world. Uh, I don't know a lot about this one. I think it's it's about wine tasting. Maybe. 
Sentai Filmworks has licensed Alice in Borderland, the OVA. So if you want to watch that, you can. Um, something that you probably wouldn't be able to watch it on, though, is a PlayStation 5. Unless you're one of the few people that have been able to acquire one. Um, Sony is predicting that there will be shortages through 2022. And uh, that's not great. It's, you know, it's... This is going to come up a few times in this episode about how scalpers are really messing things up for everybody. Now, there would still be a shortage in PS5s if people weren't scalping. But the fact that there are so many listings on eBay for a $500 video game console with prices, you know, 800 to 1000, 1200 dollars is it's unbelievable. And it you really think that it'd be something that eBay would crack down on, but instead they're mo- more focused on getting rid of porn. Uh, starting on June 15th, eBay will be removing all adult listings. Uh, they specifically mention hentai and yaoi. Yuri does not come up, but it's... Maybe they just didn't know that those were two separate things. One thing that's particularly egregious about this is that with them specifically mentioning yaoi, it shows that they're targeting LGBT material specifically uh, because they make an exclusion for some straight pornography like Playboy and uh, I believe Penthouse. And uh, it just like, to make a distinction there, it seems too intentional to not uh, have like a a hidden meaning behind it. Uh, And that, that seems to be the overwhelming response on Twitter that I'm seeing is that this is less about banning pornography and more trying to silence LGBT uh, voices, which is the same thing that happened with Tumblr, and it's it's a lot. Uh, I, I assume that somebody will make a site that uh, will allow people to sell secondhand uh, adult material, but the, the biggest problem that people are running into with this is that it's it's not so much the websites themselves that are are making these decisions it's the payment processors like like PayPal and Visa and and all of them they're saying they don't want adult content and i i'm trying to remember there was another one of these um it might have been something with only fans where a payment processor was like, yeah, if, if uh, the payment has anything to do with adult content, we're just not going to process it anymore. And it's, it's very weird that in 2021, we're getting into these very Puritan views of uh, sex and sex work. So, you know, the world's on fire. 
but there is some positive in the world, and that is, uh, that's a terrible transition, I'm sorry. Um, Nozomi has released an update on Sayonara Zetsuba Sensei. Uh, they had previously announced their license and their intent to release it, and they were saying that it's taking a little bit more time. They must have announced this a few years ago, because I don't remember them announcing the license, but... They said that all the scripts were lost, and so they've been having to translate it by ear. And uh, I guess this is a particularly difficult series to do that with. Something that's also hard. I'm really sorry. Are the, the penises in Dick Fight Island? Dick Fight Island is a, uh, it's a gay romance manga, and apparently it's the number one best-selling manga, uh, romance manga on Amazon right now, and I think it was also the number two for action adventure, outdone only by My Hero Academia. Uh, I don't know a lot about this manga, I know that Dick Fight Island is not the actual name. Um, but, uh, it, the, um, the plots apparently, uh, there's eight warriors that are battling for some reason, and the way that you lose the battles, I think you have to jerk your opponent off. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, so, you know, that's on Amazon for now. Uh, but with everything happening with eBay and everything, it would not surprise me, um, especially with all the attention being drawn to it, that it will soon be more difficult to get Dick Fight Island. So get your copy while you can. Um... Something else that's really difficult to get a hold of right now is Pokemon cards. Uh, I didn't realize that this was a thing going on. There, um, I should have, I should have known that something was up when this guy that I follow on Instagram. This is really shameful. I like that I'm ashamed that I follow an entrepreneur on Instagram, but not that I know this much about Dick Fight Island. Uh, I follow this entrepreneur, like, do better, uh, what's the word, like, passive income guy on Instagram. He, he, I used to use one of his plugins for my website, uh, old podcast. It was like a podcast player. And uh, he had some contest or if you follow him on Instagram, you might win like $800. I don't remember. But I, I, I continued to follow him because he would post some funny videos once in a while. And, and a couple months ago, he got into Pokemon. And I thought, wow, this is a weird convergence of my hobbies or my worlds. Um, this, you know, this guy's getting into Pokemon. That's kind of cool. And uh, I should have known that it was a get-rich-quick scheme. And... Uh, Apparently, this has gotten so out of hand that many retailers like Walmart and Target are no longer carrying the cards because it's caused fights to break out in their stores. And, and in one instance, 
Uh, somebody pulled a gun. I don't think anybody was harmed. But it's... It's ridiculous. <laughs> don't kill each other over Pokemon cards. I shouldn't have to say that. Um, interesting piece of news. Anime Expo Lite is charging admission for their virtual convention this year. Um, most virtual conventions, in fact, I think all of them, with I, I think some of the sci-fi ones cost money, but all the, the anime virtual conventions have been free. Uh, at least that's been my understanding. And, and there's been debate about charging people, but the attendance is so low that you're really... You're really asking people not to attend by charging a fee, uh, even if it's a, a small fee. And this is five dollars in this case, and and they're not—they're not trying to make money because uh, it says that all of the ticket sales are going to charity. Uh, I think specifically a anti-Asian um, hate charity foundation. I—I I, I don't have the name in front of me. Um, but it, it seems that there, there could have been a better way to raise money for this cause, like maybe having like a, like a fundraiser or I know Anime Detour does a, an auction with like rare anime uh, merchandise and then all of that goes to charity. It's called Hate is a Virus is the name of the company or the uh, charity. Uh, it's, it's to raise awareness about Asian hate crimes. So the money's going to a good cause, but I, I do wonder how many people are going to see the $5 admission to Anime Expo Lite and just not go. I, I hope that they do well. Uh, I don't want anybody to fail in the virtual anime convention scene, um, but I know that numbers, uh, attendance numbers have been, have been going down quite significantly since, you know, last year when we started doing virtual anime conventions. And so uh, to give anybody a reason, an additional reason not to go to one just seems like it's not a great idea. What else? I know that there's a few more items. Um, Moonlight Mile is coming back after a 10-year hiatus. Uh, the uh, Magica was uh, working on a Gundam project, but also uh, seemed to be dealing with some health problems. So uh, I... I I don't really know anything about Moonlight Mile, but I, I guess it's cool that it's coming back. Uh, Netflix has announced a voice cast for Eden, and this is... It reminds me of something that I was talking about on Twitter the other day, about, you know, if, if, people, if people aren't watching dubs, then these companies wouldn't be spending all this money to dub the anime, and Netflix in particular wouldn't be spending money on, like... Hollywood TV and film actors to be dubbing their anime. And so Eden is particularly noteworthy. Uh, I don't know, recognize all of these names, but Neil Patrick Harris, Rosario Dawson, and David Tennant are listed in the cast. Um, I would assume that this is their first anime role for all of them. Uh, Evangelion... Studio Kara, uh, the studio behind Evangelion, Studio Kara, has reported that they're receiving a lot of uh, death threats and uh, 
slander, etc. It's you know nothing new. I think the same thing happened with the original series where they actually like put screenshots of the uh, death threats they were getting as part of the the movie. Doesn't make it okay, but uh, they're fighting back, and I, I guess they are going to seek damages which is wild and I'm not really sure how you do that if somebody is posting anonymously online but you know if anybody was dumb enough to send them a letter uh, they're probably going to hear from a lawyer um what else do we have I'm kind of jumping around a lot uh, I just want to make sure before I get into our weekly Demon Slayer update that I covered everything else yeah. Oh, you know, there was one more really important piece of news before we wrap it up with Demon Slayer. Uh, the Bakido manga is taking a short break. It will return on June 3rd. I am a terrible Baki fan and I'm not reading Bakido. So um, I don't really know what it's about, but I would venture a guess that Baki fights something or somebody in uh, Baki, Son of Ogre, he fights an imaginary praying mantis. So anything can happen in this manga. I think in the first Baki Do, there's two Baki Do's. He fights like zombie Musashi Miyamoto. <laughs> so, uh, you know, get him, I guess. Uh, and then finally, our Demon Slayer update. Demon Slayer ranked number two in the box office in its third weekend. And uh, they've announced some numbers for the North American box office. Over $40 million. That's unbelievable. I just... You know, I, 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 I'm eating my words. I said that it wasn't going to do well when it came over here. And... Uh, I have a series of hats that are now in my stomach. So I think that's a podcast. Do I do the thing where I hard cut into the music, the theme song? I think I'm going to do that. So hopefully nobody's trying to sleep to this. This has been the Gonza.moe Newsbroom Anime Podcast. Uh, that was calm, wasn't it? Now it's time to wake up. You gotta go to work. You gotta do your work, cocaine. Uh, drink three cups of coffee. I don't know how most of you actually get through the day, but... Uh, you can subscribe to this. It is gonzo.moe on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. I know some of you have pieced out. I think it probably had something to do with me saying fuck the police in the last episode, but you know, <laughs> I guess, I guess if that's the line for you, then maybe the Gonzo.moe podcast isn't for you. Um, Anime Lockdown is coming July 9th through 11th. There's still time to submit your panel. Uh, the panel submissions end on June 20th. I hope that something that ends before June 20th is the party happening outside my apartment windows. It is so loud. You couldn't hear it because I was playing music. 
but it, it was making it difficult to watch TV. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, thank you for joining me again. Twitter, me, probably gonzo.moe. Uh, goodbye until next week. I don't, I don't know how to end these things ever.